Welcome in to another episode of the Talking Tennessee podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Patterson, and today we are going to discuss a few different topics, the main one being the recent ruling um, that NCAA players can now profit off their name, image, and likeness, otherwise referred to as NIL. Um, a big topic in the last few days <clears throat> around the world of college sports and nationally. Also going to touch on uh, a couple recent additions Tennessee um, football has made, including a big-time transfer yesterday, Brandon Turnage, a transfer defensive back out of Alabama, who I think is really going to help Tennessee this season and, and someone they really needed badly. And then I uh, thought about doing a brief recap of the Tennessee baseball season, but the pain the pain is still too much, so I don't, I don't know if I can even – even speak about that but uh we'll get into it here so as i said as of july 1st collegiate athletes are now able to make money off their name image and likeness now a lot of people originally were confusing this with players getting paid that's that's a, that's not the case at all players aren't getting paid to play football they're not on a salary or getting paid monthly that way other than their scholarship um basically this allows college athletes to get sponsorship deals, make money off autographs, selling merchandise, stuff like that that previously um, made them ineligible with the NCAA, which was always a pretty stupid rule. Um, I know a few times kids have been ruled ineligible for autograph signings or selling their, I forget what year it was, but Ohio State players got in trouble for selling one of their bowl game championship rings or something like that and I know different players have gotten in trouble for selling autographs and it's just it never made sense to me I mean I mean players should be able to earn money if they're if the market um, allows them to and people are willing to pay for that kind of stuff so I think it's a really good ruling um, and I think it should have happened a long time ago now where people are kind of going overboard here is they're I've seen a lot of stuff about how this is going to change college athletics forever and all these players are going to be making millions of dollars and this and that. And I, I just I don't see it that way at all. I see the top, you know, 10 to 15 guys in college football, uh, maybe top 10 guys in college basketball making money, maybe off national sponsorship deals. It's going to be the players that are most recognizable nationally. I, I don't see any reason why a national brand would sponsor, um, say, Tennessee, say Harrison Bailey. I don't see why a national brand would sponsor Harrison Bailey. Uh, half the people in Knoxville probably don't know what Harrison Bailey looks like. And, I mean, nationally, I'd say very few would even recognize him or know who he was if he was on a sponsorship for a national brand. So so I don't see that. Uh, I think it's going to have to be players that are – recognizable nationally that people kind of already know and are established and are going to be future you know professional stars stuff like that I could definitely see some national deals done that way sponsorship agreements but you know I think a lot of it's going to be local like I could see a local Knoxville restaurant having I'll use Harrison Bailey again having Harrison Bailey tweet out or put something on Instagram, an ad for their local business. I could definitely see stuff like that. Um, 
I could see, you know, uh, maybe paid autograph sessions for Tennessee players, set that up, have like a two-hour session where fans can come and pay a certain dollar amount um, for autographs. I could definitely see that. I could see players creating shirts and selling them online and getting money for that. I could see, um, you know, things like that, small stuff. I don't think 99% of the players are not going to get rich off this NIL deal, but it does allow them to make some side money while they're playing football. And, you know, if their brand is strong enough and they build their brand up and they're good players, I mean, they can make money while they're in college um, off that. You know, even if it's not millions, I mean, a couple thousand dollars to a college kid is a lot. So I think it's it's beneficial for them to be able to earn money. You know, if the market dictates it and people are willing to pay for that stuff, then, you know, they should be able to earn it. So I think that's what it's going to – it's going to be a lot of local stuff. Um, even smaller schools, I think, like, you know, say MTSU has a star player, you know, a local business could use them in an advertisement on TV or sponsorship type deal it's not going to be you know millions like I said but it I think in some of these smaller markets where there's no professional teams like North Dakota State for example they're the biggest thing in North Dakota there's no professional teams at all those games are always sold out I could see a guy no one in the country's ever heard of but there he's a big star doing something local there so you know I I don't see a whole, like I said I don't see a whole lot of national deals or players making millions off this I think it's kind of been blown out of proportion as far as that goes how everyone's going to be rich all of a sudden and all these college players are going to be basically like professional I I don't see it that way at all I saw Bo Nix quarterback at Auburn signed a national deal with Milo's Sweet Tea and <laughs> that's one I I think Milo's might have did that just to be one of the first and kind of get a, a news story out of it because I don't see any benefit of Milo's <laughs> signing uh, Bo Nix to a sponsorship. Who, I mean, how many people are going to recognize Bo Nix if he walks into a room? I, I probably wouldn't, and I'm one of the biggest college football fans out there. I, he, to me, looks like just a random guy you'd see out at a college bar on a Saturday night. I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't know who he is, so I, I don't – I think Milo's might have did that to – kind of get a couple news stories which can bring attention to them as well not so much him but the news story of him doing it I think would bring uh, more attention than him himself so we'll see what happens I think the first few weeks months it's it's, people are going to kind of test different things out and kind of see what sticks and you'll probably see some minor deals here and there and I've already seen a couple you know, post on Instagram for advertisement. I think it's new and kids all want to say they're a part of it and and do something. I think over the next few months and once the season starts, I don't think many people are going to be talking about the name image likeness stuff um, hardly at all. And I think it'll die down quite a bit besides the big time. You know, your Trevor Lawrence's when he, when he, when he was in college, you know, your uh, Zion Williamson's those type deals, they they're gonna they could potentially make millions while they're in college. Um, now, where I think it could come into play is recruiting. Now, the NCAA has a rule in place where you're not allowed to use the the NIL stuff to get recruits or entice recruits to come. But 
you know, when's the last time these colleges coaches followed the recruiting rules? So I think what you're going to see, and this is this is the part where I think it could change college football a lot. It's you're going to see a lot of under the table deals. What's to stop a business like, um, for an example, Pilot? What's to stop Pilot from saying, okay, you know, if you come here, we'll sign you to a five hundred thousand dollars sponsorship deal. Put out a couple tweets. Now Pilot's not getting anything out of that said player or they're definitely not getting their money back in in terms of marketing for him tweeting or posting on instagram sponsorship you know uh ads for pilot but (laughs) what it is is they're basically paying for him to come here and you know they can they can say hey no we we hired him to sponsor us this is legitimate when in reality, I mean, it's pretty obvious they're not getting back what they put in, but it's another way to entice recruits to come and another way to basically pay recruits to come here. And now it's not illegal. It's not under the table. It's all above board and all is documented. And based on the current rules, you can do that. Now, you can't You can't get caught saying if you come here, you know, we can, we'll you'll pay you this deal before they're actually signed or on campus, but I mean, what's to stop someone from saying it in private and kind of being a under the table deal that way. So I think that's where you're going to see the biggest impact is under the table kind of deals while they're recruits saying, if you come here, this is what we can get you sponsorship wise. This is how much you'll make. And I think you'll see a lot of bidding on sponsorships um, to get players. I think the big boosters are going to use their businesses that they own and and kind of <laughs> do it that way and try to get players through at you know sponsorship deals and stuff like that. So I think where that that's where it's going to be the biggest impact is recruiting and getting players. I, I don't think your average player, you know, your number two wide receiver is going to get many deals. He might get some autograph, like I said, some autographs stuff like that. But I I, I think this name, image, and likeness. Um, in terms of players getting paid, is a little overblown as far as once they're on campus. I think it's going to have a major impact in recruiting and allow a lot more cheating, although it it's going to be easier to claim it's legal now. So I think that's where you see the biggest impact is going to be in, in recruiting. But uh, I'll get to my second point. That name, image, and likeness stuff's been talked about so much in the past few days. People are probably tired of hearing about it, but that's just some of my takes that – I haven't seen a lot of, I think, and it's, I mean, it's also the media, they're trying to, it's kind of a dead period, there's not much to talk about, and so they're kind of taking that, that NIL stuff a little, little far to generate some, some stories and some content, it seems like, but those are just my thoughts on it, um, the other thing I wanted to touch on is yesterday Tennessee got a uh, transfer DB from Alabama, name is Brandon Turnage. Now this guy was a top 100 player coming out of high school. He's a he was a redshirt freshman last year for Alabama. Only played in a couple games, but he was behind some you know first and second round draft picks. So I that doesn't really tell me a whole lot. He originally planned on transferring to Georgia, uh, I think a week or so ago, and decided to switch it up and come to Tennessee. So that's a big pickup for Tennessee. I'm sure they talked to him about playing time and how. He'd be able to come in and probably start right away, if not play a lot of snaps. So 
I think that's what he was looking for is to come in and play somewhere. And I think he saw Tennessee, how thin they were at defensive back, and thought he had a really good chance to come in here and start. And it helps Tennessee a lot because although they had some some experience at DB and safety and really everywhere on defense, they've got some experience. They just have no depth. They're an injury or two away from being completely – um, kind of screwed there on defense so I think it's it's key to get him um, you know in there if not a starter f- definitely for depth purposes um, I think he's going to help him out quite a bit and if you have a you know Alante Taylor or a Kenneth George or you know someone goes down you're not kind of scrambling now you've got a couple different options you can move around so that's that's a huge pickup. I wish we could have picked up another linebacker or a pass rusher, but you know that's the thing about the transfer portal. There's there's a reason that those guys are in the transfer portal. There's not a lot of stars or immediate impact guys that are in the portal, and uh, a lot of times they're in there for either you know disciplinary, bad attitudes, weren't good enough to play, and a lot of times they transfer down. But this is an exception, I think. I think there this is a situation where he just simply wanted to get on the field quicker and, and play. So maybe this maybe this is an exception and it works out for Tennessee. I read that Clemson actually made it made a run at him um in the last few days. So to beat out Clemson and Georgia, if those top programs are going after him, you know that he's probably a player that can can help you. So we'll see what happens. We're about two weeks from SEC Media Days. So that'll be uh, that'll be good to see every you know all the coaches down there kind of see you don't usually get a whole lot out of out of the SEC media days you might get one or two little nuggets of information but nothing crazy but it'll be good to see them all in person again this year down there and and I believe it's still in Hoover it might be in Atlanta but um, it'll be good to to have that back to somewhat normal and then have a normal football season coming up we're only about sixty days out so. It's coming up quick, and it sounds like all the SEC schools are going to be back to full capacity. Everything's starting to starting to look like a normal football season, so I'm starting to get that itch. Uh, kind of after baseball ended, I, I started to, to get a little itch for football. I got my, my Phil Steele preview magazine, and I've uh, been reading through this, so starting to get that, that football feel, and it'll be here before you know it. And uh, look forward to Tennessee's season. I think they're going to surprise some people this year. I know I said that probably every year, but um, with I'm looking at Tennessee's schedule, and it's probably the easiest schedule they've had in five or six years. I mean, there should be four or five, not guaranteed, but wins you feel pretty comfortable about. And then 500 in your toss-up games, you're looking at probably a seven and five, at least six wins, maybe seven. And Josh Heupel's first year, I think that would be huge just to get the momentum rolling and recruiting and kind of get the fan base a little excited, more excited. And uh, I think we're going to surprise some people. And if he can keep it close against, you know, Florida, Georgia, and, you know, maybe uh, beat someone you're not supposed to or that's a toss-up like Ole Miss would really go a long way. So I'm excited. I'm ready for the football season. I know it's been a few weeks since I've done one of these, just been – kind of busy and just really haven't had a whole lot of news over the summer to talk about so wanted to do one about the the NIL stuff and kind of talk about that 
DB transfer that Tennessee just got. And I'll probably do another one of these in a couple weeks, maybe uh, before the SEC media days or right after kind of a reaction to those. And then we'll only be a few weeks away from fall camp. We'll do some uh, position previews in fall camp. We'll do a season preview. And then once it gets in the season, we're probably going to do two of these a week. So just be looking out for that stuff. And uh, that's going to do it for today's episode of the Talking Tennessee podcast. Uh, everyone have a good 4th of July weekend. And we'll talk to you next time.